new to the Jeremiah Show. It's the Angel Baby Show. This is the story of two sisters talking about the things they love most. Pop culture, social media, entertainment, music, and fashion. And now, the Angel Baby Show, featuring Elise and Ava Lynn. Angel Baby Show. I'm Avalyn. And I'm Elise. And we just came back from Cabo. We did not have the 4th of July in the United States, which I think is the first for both of us, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. It's it's definitely like, but it's funny, even being in Mexico, like people still celebrate the 4th of July. Like it really is just a holiday that I think people around the world know about. And yeah. oh my gosh, it was so fun. I haven't been to Cabo since I was like 15. And I loved it the first time. So I kind of knew it was going to be amazing. But um, definitely, I feel like after the week we had before going to Cabo on vacation, we haven't gone on like a family vacation in a long time. We were with our mom and sister. Yeah. Um, so no, it so was therapeutic. Really it was really fun. And a quick shout out to Chef Guillermo. Um, his restaurant, his cooking, his um, hospitality. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just a really fun time in Cabo. Beautiful weather. Yeah, we went to Bar Esquina by Chef Guillermo. He was so good. Food was unbelievable. I feel like I eat the best food when I go to Mexico. But um, he, that was really kind of a scene, like that whole place. Great vibe, good energy. So, big shout know, out to him. But like you were saying, the week prior um, was a really fun week. I actually, we went to, um, what park were we at in like Orange County kind of area? Oh, that was in, I want to say Bria. That okay. was for just one, my work. Yeah. I had an intern. I have two internships this summer. Um, and one of them is for like a tech engineering firm. So a little off my film experience, but it's been great. I, I'm a marketing intern technically, and I've learned so much. And the company is just so, so organized and community. And there's such a big like, camaraderie that they have these summer picnics and i decided to bring my whole family to them um and we had a lot of fun that was on that was already feels like so long ago though i know it we brought that up i was like what what <laughs> no literally but i was just saying that was kind of the start to me i went down from there to san diego and um it, it was kind of one of those trips where i only had one thing planned i was only going to go to like the aquarium and then um, I ran into my friend whose parents own this like boat rental place. And they were like, oh, do you want to take out the jet skis for a day? Because I actually did their safety video. It's kind of funny. Um, when I was like 17, I did like their, you know, keep keep um, driving in a clockwise, you know, rotation on the <laughs> on the bed. You know, I had no idea what I was talking about, but I just read a script and sat on a jet ski. 
and got paid. So it was pretty nice. But, um, but anyway, I usually get to do things, do fun things like take out paddle boards or jet skis for free, which is really nice for them. Adventure water sports. If any of you are looking for a fun, um, fun experience in San Diego, but that was really fun, kind of spontaneous. And then, um, mom actually reached out and said, do you want to stay just a couple more nights and go to six, the musical? And I had no idea what to expect, but it was phenomenal. It was so entertaining. Um, I feel like anyone that has been on TikTok for a good amount of years, um, there's that song. I'll think about it. Maybe XO baby that like that song is, um, it's in the musical. Yeah. It's in the, Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. I've heard that song before. Yeah, no, and it was so cute. It was about the wives of Henry VIII. You know, he's like kind of infamous for beheading a bunch of people for not creating like a male heir to the Yeah. And he has like six wives at one point, right? Or yeah, no, it's crazy. And um, so they're all kind of like competing for who had it worse. And oh my gosh. Um, it, it's really funny. And they um have each have like a song. And I think all of the songs are remakes to like popular songs. Um, yeah, but I was, uh, it was funny. We were kind of in awe of them dancing and singing like Broadway people do, but they're in sparkly heels the whole time and like adorable little outfits and, um, so entertaining the hour and 20 minutes it was on went by so fast. It was so quick. They didn't even have an intermission. Um, are they dressed in, um, in like, like Victorian or period dresses or are they, is it like a modern day interpretation of it? It's like a modern day Victorian-esque dress. So they're in very sparkly, kind of like pop star-ish like outfits and they each have microphones. So it doesn't look like musical theater like they're and there's right. like a band behind them and it's one set the whole time. Like they don't change. Um, it's it, it didn't feel like musical theater like it did, obviously, you know, like the singing, huh. but the songs felt very current. The like the stage felt very current and it wasn't like they were acting out like a play. It was more like they were singing. It was almost like a singing competition, Um, but it was so entertaining. Um, I highly suggest it for people that like aren't used to musicals. Like I went with somebody that had never been to a musical before. And so I almost felt like it was like a perfect kind of introduction to like the musical world, because I know if I went to Les Mis for my first musical, I'd be like, what is going on? Like, I'm so confused and there's so much going on and this is so intense. Um, but it was good for somebody that kind of didn't know, like, the musical world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was so much fun. I, I think was- Sandy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no you go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that we've seen a couple of really awesome musicals at that theater in San Diego. And I, I love like I've only been to New York City one time and we saw Cats on Broadway, which was unbelievable. But I honestly think the performances that we've seen in San Diego are so, so impressive at the Old Globe, La Jolla Playhouse. Um, the actors are just incredible. And I've I remember seeing Les Mis. I think I saw Wicked. Um what else? What other musicals have you seen in San Diego? I actually saw. Well, so we saw Cats in New York City, and I also saw Cats in San Diego mm-hmm. at the Civic. I think it's the Civic Theater, and um, I honestly liked the San Diego one better. I don't know why. Um, yeah. I think. I think honestly, a little bit 
was had to do with the fact that I had seen cats before. And the second time I saw it, I probably got and you knew how to get used to it. Yeah, yeah. Like I got it a little bit. More. I, like, <laughs> I knew what to expect. Um, I just wonder like what Andrew Lloyd, like what was he thinking when he was putting together cats and how did so like, it's so odd. And it's just from a theater, like imagine pitching like the log line to someone. It's about a bunch of cats yeah. and they're all this like, how did so many people just go with it? You know what I mean? They're like, okay, great. Let's go. And yeah, they have that sound memory, which I love. I uh, do. Love theater has the best, best songs. I know. It just really, I don't know, something about musical theater just is so refreshing. I don't know what it is. I feel like yeah. the, the feelings and the emotions and the dancing and the way that it's all, you mm-hmm. know, wrapped into one is so just like it, it heightens your energy. Yeah. It emotions and i'm the type of person where i can have like a really really high emotions and then also just be like super chill and like no emotions and i love people with really big like big emotion big energy because sometimes i lose it so i love sitting in the crowd and like and i also love when the crowd is very like a bunch of musical theater nerds because you can just tell that they know yeah. what's going on. They know like who that person is in the, in the, in the theater world and they know what song is next. And it's just such a fun scene that like, I feel like isn't talked about enough, like the musical theater world. And unless you're actually in that world, you just, you're kind of oblivious to like what's going on. And um, I, w- I have this um, thing that keeps talking up popping up on my TikTok and it's kind of like the awards for high school students in musical theater. Oh. Um, And a lot of like really famous people now were highlighted in the awards. Like this girl, her name's Renee Rapp, I think it is. And she was she played Regina George um in Oh I've never it's funny, Mean Girls the musical seems like something I would absolutely love. And I've just never heard that I've never listened to the soundtrack before. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. Like there's so many musicals out there that I want to explore. But I know. Exactly. That's, that's like an award session on. Yeah, no. So it's like an awards thing. And a lot of the kids that are highlighted, you know, obviously become amazing musical theater people. Um, there was even a guy from Live and Maddie. Um, and he was in that awards. And then obviously he's in 17 now. And um, or no, sorry. He's saying the song 17 in um, Heather's the musical. And, um, but yeah, no, anyway, so it's just that musical theater world. I almost feel like my phone obviously is listening to me as everyone knows and just kind of knew I like was put back into the, oh my God, I love musicals. Yeah. And, um, so do now you have a, do you have a favorite musical that you really like? Or? I'm such a sucker for hairspray. I love the costumes. I love the message in it. I feel like that's not talked about enough, like the segregation and like, and also like talking about like um, confidence and like body image and like shaming and everything like that. And um, I love the songs. Like the songs are just the best. Like, I'm sorry, but they're they're the best. I love the like sixties, you know, welcome to the sixties hair. I love, like, I just love all of it. I loved Zac Efron in the movie version. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm way more familiar with the movie version than the yeah. theater version of Hairspray. Cause I, I saw that I think Hairspray has been around technically since the eighties or um, a long time before the movie came out. And I definitely know it from the movie, just to be honest, but it's, it's so good. And it reminds me a lot of Grease, which is one of my favorite yeah. animals. I love happy 
50s. I mean, Greece is so iconic. The soundtrack, the costumes, the love story. But yeah, I think like if I really need an energy booster and I'm doing chores, like playing a musical theater playlist oh. will just get you going. Because it's where we already love like the arts and performing. And so I, I just love that kind of music. It's so it's so up our alley. <laughs> like, no, oh, it's very true. It's it's definitely um, it's also not for everyone, you know, like I feel like there's definitely people that um, you know, need to take it in small doses. But I know we it's so funny. We were just driving down when we were driving to the picnic. We were listening to musical theater like the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. you were like, you're like, oh, my gosh, sorry, I'm playing Phantom of the Opera. And it's like a beautiful day. And I'm like, no, I love it. I love the draw. Oh, I love. Yeah, that's it. Well, the thing I was going to say about musical theater is I think a lot of people like there is a expectation with musical theater to be kind of all up in your face and a lot of energy. But there are a lot of like really famous, slow, sad songs in musical theater that most people know. And I feel like there are songs out there that maybe they don't know it's for musical theater, but it is musical theater. So. That's me defending. Like, I think everybody could learn to like it. But um, yeah. yeah, I love Phantom of the Opera. Like, I, I don't know what it is about the like passionate intensity of it. But I remember Halloween when I was in college because I'm so cool. I like had all my friends like listen to Phantom of the Opera and watch the movie with me like during Halloween time because I thought it was I don't even think it's technically a Halloween movie but i was just really into it and like in college you go out for like the whole weekend and halloween happened to be on a sunday and i was like wait guys like we have to watch phantom of the opera before the holidays <laughs> and i was like what like why would i do that in college like with really like that's so weird but it did get us in the mood like it's kind of spooky and it's um i don't know there's something about the phantom that reminds me of dracula or like a vampire twilight sure. like the intense brooding leading man and no, there's some things that remind you of an era or like a holiday that aren't necessarily like specifically with the holiday, but they just remind you of the holiday. Yeah. And that kind but of, you know, that oh. reminds me, we just saw our little sister perform in The Music Man, which the whole time I kept looking over and like, is this a 4th of July musical? Because it, it had such a like old America Uncle Sam feel to the whole musical. Um, and that is you know, it is kind of 4th of July week. So yeah, no, I, I thought the exact same thing. I think it, I feel like they even talk about the 4th of July. I don't know. There's so much happening on stage mm -hmm. that I was very confused, but I loved it. I think they did end up talking about the 4th of July. And also that's how I feel about country music with the 4th of July. I mean, seriously, literally, this is God's country. Yeah, Like <laughs> pretty much any country song yeah. because it talks about beer and, America. <laughs> and eagles for some reason yeah. um, i feel like any country song kind of like reminds me of the fourth of july um so i think that's why it's funny we're kind of plugging in um interviews that we've had from the past and also recent interviews that we get um, but i had an interview with this amazing singer songwriter buddy jewel and he was the nicest all-american man i've ever met in my life he was actually when we talked he was at dollywood um about to perform which is like kind of like an amusement park right for dolly parton 
I apparently, and we have to go if it is because we have to go. If anyone knows me, I have like three Dolly Parton shirts. I have like two books of hers and I've already decided that I'm naming my future child Dolly Lynn. Like it's already decided. So anyone, 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 Dolly is the 4th of July. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, but anyway, I have an amazing interview coming up with Buddy Jewel. He's the nicest man. Um, And he's this all-American country boy who I thought would be perfect for our little 4th of July kind of week that we got going on here. Yeah. 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 That's coming up after the break. This is the Angel Baby Show. I'm Ava Lynn. And I'm Elise. And we'll see you in a few. You just got to ignite the light and let it shine just This is the Angel Baby Show. I'm Ava Lynn, and my favorite Fourth of July movie is Miracle. Want to hear an amazing story? Back in 1960, Coach Brooks was on the Olympic hockey team. But a week before the games, his coach cuts him and sends him home. And that team went on to win the gold medal without him. Herb Brooks had given up his dream of Olympic glory (laughs) until 20 ordinary kids. Why'd you want to play hockey? Isn't it obvious for the girls? gave him a second chance. The Soviets win. My goal is to beat them at their own game. Beat the best team in the world. Gold medalist in 64, 68, 72, 76. Name? Mark Johnson. Buzzy Schneider. Michael Ruzioni. You're missing some of the best players. I'm not looking for the best players, Craig. I'm looking for the right ones. They were bitter rivals. A lot of guys from Minnesota and Boston. Yeah, that's gonna work. But one coach had a plan to turn them into a team. Well, I got no time for quitters. You want me to play, huh? I want you to be a hockey player! I am a hockey player! Think that'll get them going? Oh, yeah. When you face the impossible... Russia's main weapon is intimidation. This guy's ever swell? They're Russians. They get shot if they smile. And you refuse to give up. I didn't think it was gonna be this hard. Yeah, you did. We start becoming a team right now. Miracles can happen. Misty sunrise in my hometown. Rows of cotton about knee high. Mrs. Baker down the dirt road Still got clothes out on the line Erwin Nichols there with Judge Lee Playing checkers at the gym When I dream about the Southland This is where it all begins From Carolina down to Georgia Smell the jasmine and magnolia Sleep the sweet home Alabama, roll tide roll. Muddy water. Hi, I'm 
Avalyn Thurston with California Life, and I'm here with Buddy Jewel, the very first winner of hit reality show Nashville Star. His debut release after Nashville Star landed at number one on the Billboard Top Country album charts and was certified gold later that same year. This release garnered two back-to-back top five hits. Both of these tunes are certified one million radio airplays. And of course, he has been recognized by the Grammys, ACM, CMAs, ABC Radio Networks, ICMAs, and CMT with multiple awards and nominations. I am so honored to have you here with California Life Buddy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I just, I, by the way, uh, Full disclosure, I just realized I didn't hit my uh, do not disturb, so you may hear a ding or two during this. No way. Great. (laughs) We can, that's what's awesome about this recording. We can just chop it up, you know, make it sound seamless, no mistakes. Wait, Um, okay. (laughs) So, after all the accolades I mentioned are kind of after Nashville Star, but I know that you were a demo singer in Nashville. And you even wrote songs that were recorded by incredible artists such as George Strait, Trace Adkins, Leanne Womack, and you released your own albums in 2002. I was wondering how you think all of this work that you did before Nashville Star actually led you to winning Nashville Star. Oh, well, I got, uh, you know, God gets all the credit. I'm just lucky to be the recipient. But um, I put in a lot of work in the studio. I recorded over 4,000 songs uh, doing the demo work. And so, that helped Clint Black and I uh, make the record uh, really probably a record time. We were done with it within two weeks after the show. Um, so spending all that time behind a microphone helped a lot. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, I had by doing all that work, you know, I, I kind of I think it helped my writing out a lot uh, because I saw things that did and didn't work. Or maybe I heard something that maybe inspired me you know, t- to play a, a different melody or whatever when I was writing. Just a lot. A lot of those. Um, uh I guess little tidbits that you wouldn't really realize you're picking up, um, but I did. And and then you know going through all the rejection I did, I was in Nashville for ten years. Uh, all the record labels have passed on me at least twice, uh, the big ones and the little ones. And uh, so I got used to being told no, which is a good thing in the music business, especially if you're trying to get into it. Um, but a lot of that really helped me prepare for you know for what was coming down the road. So I've, I've been very blessed. That's amazing. And I know actually your season you won against Miranda Lambert, right? Who's a really big name in country yeah. music. Were you guys, did you guys ever cross paths on that show or was it just? Yeah. Well, you know, I never, I never met Miranda until the, the television show. They brought us all into a, a big studio there in, uh, up, uh, around Hendersonville. And that's when we all kind of met each other for, for a photo shoot. Winona came in to talk to us, which was a big thrill. Oh and the next time I saw any of them, we were moved into the big house over Music Row where we were sequestered. You know, it was like um, big, uh, big Brother meets Survivor meets American Idol. And so we were all sequestered in this big house together. Um, but I did. I, I recorded uh, a duet with Miranda on the first my first album. And um, I'm waiting for her to call me back to do one of hearts. But <laughs> um, anyway, she, I, I tell people all the time, I said, you know, she came in third. I think I might have tried too hard. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, my gosh. Well, you both have had amazing careers and you've also had a really long career in the music game and it's changed like probably the most in the last just 10, 15 years. How have you adjusted to this kind of new world that we're all seeing? Yeah, well, you know, I kind of was right on the edge of uh, a, a digital as far as, you know, it, everything kind of getting away from CDs and, and, and winding up on, you know, 
audio players and, and your phones and stuff like that. So um, I was a little slow catching on, uh, especially with social media and stuff like that. But, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a necessary, I won't call it evil, but it's a necessary step. You know, you've got to, you either got to adjust or get run over it. So I chose to adjust. You know? Yeah. I, it's really incredible that you adjusted though, you know, even though it, it might've felt slow to you, you, you were doing the most and just kind of getting back on that train. But, um, I know that your super big hit song, sweet Southern comfort was just re-released, um, with the Bellamy brothers, Marty Raven, um, Clint Black, how, what are some fun things that you can tell us about just this kind of re-release and like, you know, rebirth of a really, really big hit song for you? Well, you know, it's crazy. It doesn't seem like it's been 20 years since the television show and since those first two big hits came out. Um, but the, the most fun, Clint was you know, on, on the television show. Clint was our um, mentor and whoever won the show, Clint was going to produce their album. That was part of the, I guess, the, the stick or whatever. But um he he turned he turned because Clint's a great guy. For anybody out there wondering, loving the dad's been a great friend of mine for twenty years now, and uh, he he put in a lot of hard work to make that record uh, the big record that it was the, the whole uh, CD album, whatever you call it, project, I guess. Um, but I've had a lot of fun uh, getting to uh, uh, just getting these guys on the project, and we decided to do this re-release. I knew I wanted Clint on it if he would do it because he helped make it a hit the first time around. Right. And he was nice enough to to say, yeah, I'll you know sing on it. What you know, whatever you need me to do. And I'm like, play some harmonica too, please. And, uh, and then I, you know, the Bellamy's. Oh my gosh, I, you know, I was in I think junior high school um, when I heard you know Let Your Love Flow, and they were just coming out back in the '70s. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than a lot of folks. <laughs> but um, anyway, you know, just getting to work with with guys like that, I got to open for them uh, in North Carolina last year. And got to spend a little time with them after the show, and uh, just such a likable couple of guys. In fact, I kept trying to get off their bus. I thought I was overstaying my welcome, and they kept oh. trying to keep me on the bus. So, uh, but to get them to you know to uh, buy into this and, and do it with me is a big deal. And then Marty Raven is he, Marty's just one of the nicest guys and greatest singers. All these guys are great singers. But uh, you know, I've had, been able to interact with Marty, you know, here and there doing stuff together uh, on shows or whatever. And just so tickled to have all these great voices on it. It's it's a, a dream country for me. I never th- I never thought anything, anything anything like this would happen. Oh, that's such a sweet. Oh my gosh, that's such a sweet statement. That's what's so great about music. It's just it's this big collaboration. And you know, sometimes when it's put into a reality show like Nashville Star, it's like a competition and first second place. When in reality, it's just this big win for a lot of people. Just being able to perform and sing and. And this was just an amazing, you know, representation of like a song just being reborn and just back to its amazing um, original self in this cool way. So I just want to congratulate you about that. Thank you. Um, and then I was actually reading. So you're from Arkansas, correct? Yeah. That is so fun. I was actually reading the Encyclopedia of Arkansas. And it looked like you were inducted to the Entertainers Hall of Fame there. And I found this fun fact that you couldn't read music in the beginning. And you developed a little system of dots and slash. <laughs> and arrows. Well, you did your homework. That's I, was, I was doing my homework, but I just found that so interesting. I was wondering if you could speak a little about that. And if you still can't read music, how that's like. Uh, I still can't read music. Uh, no, I, yeah. I, uh, I tell you what was, was a big breakthrough for me, Ava, is uh, uh, I um, 
I'd walked into the studio one day and there was a guy, a great singer, his name was John Wesley Riles. Uh, he sang on tons of uh, country records, you know, harmonies and stuff that people just don't realize it's him. But he'd been in the studio prior to me coming in and he left his lyric sheet there. And I picked his lyric sheet up and I was looking at it and I could see where he did little, you know, dots and, um, you know, colons and things like that and tried to figure out. And I kind of figured out what he was doing. Mm. And I, so I developed my own, I guess, shorthand. So if I needed to, if uh, one syllable, I broke the, the words down to syllables. If a syllable was going to be longer, hold that note longer, I would underline that syllable in the, in the word. And I did little arrows or little stair steps. If the song was supposed to go da, 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 I would do little steps, steps down. Huh. Um, gosh, just, uh, you know, out in the margins, I would write, you know, how many beats before I came back in. And it's just crazy. Stuff that I just developed over the years doing it and, and it made me really proficient and fast at it i you know, I one year i think it was 1996 i, I recorded 663 songs that year oh, and uh, and i was able to do that because of the little uh, uh roy clark big note songbook thing i was oh, doing <laughs> that is hilarious you have like your own little language of music oh my god yeah. but that's really interesting i feel like that's something that people would not expect, you know, from someone that actually works in music is that they can't technically, you know, read music, but you just understand it so well. And I think that really comes across in your, in your songs, but so, you, so in total, you said the number in the beginning, but I want to reiterate it. How many songs have you recorded? I, as demo was, I quit counting at 4,000. So oh it's probably probably closer to 5,000, I would assume, but you know, I, I don't know. I just couldn't count to 4,000. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. Well, you've done so many great things in the past. What are some things that we can all kind of look forward to, or maybe that you're looking forward to for the future of your kind of music career? Oh, wow. uh, you, you know, I've got so many avenues ahead of me right now. In fact, uh, this coming Friday, I'm, I'm meeting with Clint and the Bellamy's to try and shoot some B-roll for hopefully a new video a new concept video for Sweet Southern Comfort 2.0, I'm calling it. And, um, you know, my tour is going great. We've got a ton, tons of uh, cities in the U.S. as well as a bunch of stuff in Europe and Scandinavia this uh, coming, I guess, starting in June, um, all the way up through October. Um, I'm in places like Germany, Denmark, um, Austria, Sweden. Um, where else? <laughs> the Faroe Islands. I've never been there. That's going to be interesting. Spain. I'm going to Spain and Ireland. Oh my gosh. Places we're going to. That's amazing. So yeah. many fun things to look forward to. And I know it's your birthday, right? April 2nd. Yeah. Happy yeah. early birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Happy early birthday. But um, you've always been America's fan favorite since Nashville Star. And now you're one of California Life's favorites. All right. I want to thank you so much for taking time to talk to us about your new re-release of Sweet Southern Comfort and just your music career in general. Um, we really appreciate it here at California Life. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you. All righty. Look what I'm whipping up. Look how I'm kicking up. 
Hi everyone, welcome back to the Angel Baby Show. I'm Elise, and my favorite Fourth of July movie is The Patriot. Um, it stars Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger. Um, it's a period piece, and it talks about the American Revolution against Britain. Um, it's kind of a classic. I grew up watching it. Very, very patriotic, um, and kind of a. It's more about like fighting for your family. And fighting for your country, but I love it. <laughs> I have long feared that my sins would return to visit me. And the cost is more than I can bear. A past he wanted to forget. I've been to war, and I have no desire to do so again. I have seven children. I do not wish to leave them fatherless. A family threatened by war. We have to do something. I forbid you to go! My child! You're my child! A son fighting for his beliefs. Father, I thought you were a man of principle. When you have a family of your own, perhaps you'll understand. When I have a family of my own, I won't hide behind them. Hang him, put his body on display. Colonel, I beg you, by the rules of war. You're like a lesson, sir, in the rules of war. Or perhaps your children will. Today on this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about our 4th of July week, 
fun activities to do over the 4th of July. We're going to list some iconic songs, movies, um, the best national anthem performances, maybe some bad national anthem performances. Um, but overall, we just want to talk a little bit about this holiday and all of this stuff and activities that we share are things that really carry on for most of summer and can be throughout the summer. You can act, you can participate in them. But yeah, we're super excited to share some of them and our own opinions on them. Totally. I think the very first thing that comes to mind, literally anytime I think of the 4th of July or summer is red vines licorice. I remember (laughs) when I was a kid, we used to go to this like family party and pretty much it was just food. Like you would just swim in the pool and eat food and like watch the parade. Um, And it was always really fun, but I ate so many red licorice, so many red vine, red licorice that I just, I can't think of the 4th of July without thinking of that red vine, red licorice. No, it's, it's funny because we spent this 4th of July in Cabo, which was very different. I've never been out of the country on the holiday. Um, But in the past growing up, we always went to Coronado Island. And even when we didn't live in Coronado, San Diego, because we did live there at one point, but we would always go. We had family friends that were from there and it was the most patriotic place to celebrate the holiday because they have the military base there. They would have parades. So one of the activities we have on the list is watching a parade. That's definitely a really common holiday um, activity. You kind of do it in the morning and then you go to parties like that where you eat a ton of food and then you watch the fireworks at the end. Um, But yeah, it's what other things have we done on the 4th of July? I think about sparklers as well. I think yeah. I think about um, our cousin burning her foot on a, oh, on a sparkler. I remember that was scary. So, yeah, uh, proceed with caution. <laughs> but sparklers are one of those things, you know, where it can be weddings. It could be, you know, for the rest of the summer. It could be Fourth um, of July. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, sparklers are just so fun. They're so pretty. Um, again, proceed with caution and don't burn yeah. But um, sparklers, fireworks, I actually just, I feel like I've seen a bunch of fireworks this summer randomly. Um, But fireworks are just always so much fun. They're so Mm -hmm. much fun to look at. They're just, they're really loud. So protect your, if you have any dogs around, protect your little doggies um, or protect babies. But, um, but yeah, no, fireworks are always so fun. I just, I think what's something that's nice about the 4th of July is that it's very fluid because it's the summer. And it really is like so many people have so many different traditions, like parades or they go boating or they, you know, have have a family reunion every 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like the 4th of July because it just reminds me of something fun in summer. Like, you know, you go, you go somewhere, you go on a family reunion, you go boating. I know boating is a really big one. Mom always talks about Lake Havasu. Right. Um, and kind of like that scene um, concert. I, I think it's popular to go really any summer activity concerts. Yeah. People will like be at a lake house or they'll be up in the mountains celebrating tons of people. When we moved to California, I felt like everyone I knew went up to Lake Tahoe for the 4th of July. Yeah. That sounds really fun. I would love to do that someday, but that was definitely like an Instagram thing where I would see like 12 people from ta- at Tahoe. Yeah. Um, no, I think the 4th of July is fun, especially too, if you're working in the summer, because usually you get the time off. So, you know, usually obviously it's a good time to go mm-hmm. and do things. Um, I think, 
I think what we we want to make sure we have time also to talk a little bit about songs that we recommend for the Fourth of July. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about movies, and and then I think we should kind of conclude with just really memorable national anthems, maybe that we've seen on TV. Um, maybe you as a singer can talk a little bit about the national anthem and what it's like singing at right. baseball games and everything. But um, I'm just going to kind of go down um, a list of songs that i think you have to listen to during the fourth of july and really just summer it just sounds like a summer barbecue um and if you have any comments on them like let me know <laughs> um okay so we've got for number 15 surf in usa by the beach boys Aww. uh that gives such like california Aww. <laughs> energy uh yankee doodle i have no idea who sang that song or how old it is but you know, I was actually in, in elementary school. I played Yankee Doodle's girlfriend. I remember. <laughs> I remember. That was so, yeah. That was so cute. It was so random. Like, I don't know. I have not thought about that until I like just read that text right there. <laughs> oh, um, you're a grand old flag. God bless America. Amazing grace. Right. Those are kind of the like basic, you know. Yes. I'm sure and there's then, a million covers to to those songs. I love the one. It's not on this list, but God bless the USA. Mm. That song gives me like it makes me kind of emotional. I, I don't know. Right. It's like I'm proud to be an American. Yeah. Um, My favorite. It's actually coming up next is American Woman by Lenny Kravitz. Ooh. Love that Banger. song. Yeah, that song just makes me want to like do a music video i don't know why i just like want to be in the music video when i hear that song yeah and then the songs that they they have like some great country songs god's country blake shelton um then they have born in the usc usa kids in america and then something that i've never considered a fourth of july song but it does kind of fit the vibe is party in the usa by miley cyrus and that's a great song um that really brings me back. And then number two, we have American Pie. Um, I feel like that song I've heard since like the day I was born. It's definitely really long and elaborate, um, but it's a good song. And then number one, I'm personally biased because I love Katy Perry, is Firework. Right. You kind of, I feel like that's like the ending song for the day as you watch the fireworks. That's a good one too, because it's not like... You know, the patriotic part isn't like in your face and it's like it, it's more just like it's very generic, like the firework, yeah. maybe your firework. I like songs like that where it's yeah. way more generic and versatile. Like it versatile. it could be a Fourth of July song. It could be a it could be an any song. It could any time of the year. So that's kind of what this is about, too, because a lot of these activities really do go into summer. Yeah. Um, what would you say? So your favorite American woman. Yeah. I would say mine, like, I have to say it's Katy Perry because I love her, but I, I do love God Bless the USA. And yeah. like those those old, like America, the beautiful, I don't know. They're just, I don't know. There's something really yeah about them. I heard that majesty. <laughs> um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but American Boy to the Kanye West song. Yeah. I like that totally. song a lot. I think that's fun. And I think honestly, a country song for me or that we listed was God's country. I love that song. I love yeah. how dramatic it is. Like, like that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's what reminds me. I was on, I was on a boat once with like a bunch of friends that I didn't know liked country. That song came on. Everyone just started like 
just scream. Yeah. I was so confused. I was like, wait, I didn't know you guys like country. Um, I love dramatic music. (laughs) I know. I feel like we should just like title this whole episode, like drama. Like we talked about dramatic music and and, um, dramatic, you know, patriotic movies and songs. Um, Do you want to get into, maybe we'll get into the star spangled banner and and then take a break. Okay. Okay. So we just have a few that mm-hmm. we kind of thought were really good. I feel like before we even start, we should talk about the infamous Fergie um, Star Spangled Banner. Um, I Dude, love do you Fergie. Remember what that was that for? Like that was for a basketball game, right? It wasn't like yeah. the Super Bowl or anything. That was what, yeah, that was for the basketball yeah. game. It was like a big basketball game, I'm assuming, because I remember when they showed like the the basketball players' faces. It was like Stephon Curry and like. I don't know, like important yeah. basketball people. And, and, like, the, and to get Fergie to perform for a basketball right. like it what, I feel like what's hard about it is I love Fergie and I think she's a really, really good singer. And it was just such a bad performance that like I actually like don't like understand as a singer, like how that could like happen. Like I'm yeah. so confused and I would love to like research it more. Um, but I honestly feel like it made her more famous. So go Fergie and God bless America. <laughs> But my one of my favorites was a Chris Stapleton. Um, uh, he sang the Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl. I can't remember if it was last year, um, but Chris Stapleton or maybe it was this year. But anyway, he killed it and he kind of did like a more subdued version. Yeah. I really liked it. it was very like emotional. Yeah. And then obviously the, the best the icing on the cake. Yeah, I, I don't think there really is one to compare to Whitney Houston's. Yeah. Um, that was just on, like, I think it's voted the most amazing national anthem of Super Bowl history. Um, she sounds unbelievable. Like I watch that video sometimes if I'm wanting to feel like, this is so corny, but I literally will like watch that video just to <gasps> feel something. Cause it's feel so, something. yeah, it's just so like, I mean, her voice, her performance, she, the fa- the thing that is so unbelievable about Whitney Houston is Yes, the vocals, like enough said, but she looks so effortless doing it. She doesn't even look like she's sweating or trying or her throats. Uh, no. It's just unbelievable talent. She and is. I, miss I know she is. She's amazing. But yeah, no, those are the best um, Star Spangled Banners, including Fergie. You know what? You know what? I think it's the best because it's infamous. And you know, you, no, you can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, no, honestly, I, I thought of it like when I was thinking of national anthems, yeah, definitely up there on ones I remember. So. There's no such thing as bad publicity. But um, anyway, we're going to go, we're going to take a break really quick. And we're going to come back with movies and um, say our thank yous. And you'll, that'll almost be the end of the Angel Baby Show. But uh, stay with us for a little bit longer. Um, I'm Evelyn and I'm Elise and we'll see you in a few. I saw the light in a sunrise sitting back in a 40 on the muddy riverside getting baptized in holy water and shine with the dogs running. back the angel baby show and ava and i want to talk a little bit about um another fourth of july movie if you haven't seen it highly recommend 
from last summer, um, Top Gun Maverick, starring Tom Cruise, Miles Teller. Uh, tons of people watched it. I think every guy at my college dressed up as that for Halloween. Um, and it's, yeah, it's super patriotic and it's a great movie to watch with family or friends. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick and then also the original Top Gun, either or, both very patriotic, very fun watches with um, guys, girls, you know, all in between. So it's going to be it's going to be a great Fourth of July with Top Gun. Your instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. His exploits are legendary. What he has to teach you may very well mean the difference between life and death. Your reputation precedes you. I have to admit, I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. Everybody, we are back from the Angel Baby Show. Uh, we're kind of making this a Fourth of July summer-themed episode. We've talked about musical theater. We've talked. Ava had an amazing interview with Buddy from Country Star, and now we just went over amazing Fourth of July songs, uh, best national anthems, Star Spangled Banner, and now we're going to finish it up talking a little bit more on just Fourth of July activities summer activities and great fourth of july or summer movies to watch yes love that recap um i love top gun and i know that (laughs) sorry i know that um i mentioned it before um but i i don't know i feel like i love it because i feel like anyone likes it you know what i'm saying it's like it has action you know, for the people that love action. And then it also has mm-hmm. romance and it has a storyline and it has yeah. scenery and it was filmed in San Diego. I actually went mm-hmm. to a bar that like that famous like bar scene was filmed at or something. Um, you know what? But yeah. The, the thing about Top Gun that I, I really want to add in is that like two years, I want to say three years ago before they came out with the sequel and Top Gun was just kind of an old movie that people are quote unquote, old, like people forgot about. My mom bought me like a Top Gun sweater mm. and I was like, Oh, I'm not going to wear this. Like, this is so random. <laughs> and I ended up wearing it all the time because it was just such a great sweater and it was so warm. And then the movie came out and I would still wear the sweater and Top Gun was trending and everyone was talking about it. And I almost wanted to be like, I've had this sweater before. Yeah. Like, I was ahead of the times. Like, little did you know, but anyway. I, what I like about Top Gun, too, is the way that they, when quarantine hit, they didn't release it yet because they wanted yeah. it to be a really big, you know, movie theater. Block oh, was it? Did they already, like, kind of finish wrapping up 
production before they released it in theaters yeah they did they i want to say they waited like a good year or something um until the movie theaters were opened up again and so the release was really big because you know everyone was kind of hyping it up obviously because it's top gun 2 and also it, you know they wanted it to be a big blockbuster and it was it was huge, it was I huge. Remember, yeah, yeah that that scene with the guys on the beach and everyone loved miles teller in it um, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was just a, it was a great sequel i i love when they come out with good sequels it's just yeah. It makes my heart warm. I'm like, oh, okay. They, you know, they did it well. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like anything that Tom Cruise is in is just done well. He's just such a good he, He's always in such iconic. He has two Fourth of July movies on this list. He's in Top Gun. And then one of the movies on Must Watch Fourth of July is Born on the Fourth of July, which I've never seen before. But mom loves that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? I I don't know why. It always reminds me of. I don't even want to say 4th of July, but maybe just summer blockbuster is Jaws. I love Jaws. Um, it's such a like iconic film movie. <laughs> right. Um, kind of marks the end of like the new Hollywood movement and back to like the summer blockbuster family film and theaters. Uh, I don't know if I want to watch Jaws before I go to the beach, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's kind of like Titanic where you want to see it before a cruise but then you also totally do not want to see it before a cruise yeah but sometimes you just have to bite the bullet um but yeah no something another thing that's kind of i want to say fourth of july but not really but it's it's totally summer is greece yes so fun such a summer watch such a good vibe it's so like schools out um you know end of you know end of the school year summer fun also um high school musical too that's kind of a fun summer summer watch. Um, we're in Palm it's musical too. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, it's not for no. July, it's a great film. Yeah. yeah, it's not Fourth of July, but it's just such a fun. You know, they filmed it in Utah. It looks like Palm Springs, but it does look like Palm Springs. The I always thought it was. I know. I I feel like anyone from California is like, oh, that's Palm Springs, you know. But um, but it's so much fun. And this I, has been. I I mean, I feel like we could talk about um. Well, summer fourth of july holiday themed things forever we could have a whole episode just on movies to watch this summer but i do think that sadly our show we always run out of time because i know um but this has been so great um very excited to watch some of these movies for the rest of summer and these activities i know thank you jeremiah higgins for being our executive producer making everything happen we appreciate you and we love you and thank you, Richard, Dr. D, for being our sound engineer, making us sound amazing. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But um, but yeah, I hope you all had an amazing 4th of July. I hope you have a great summer. Stay tuned each week for the Angel Baby Show. We're super excited for a bunch more interviews, um, more fun things to talk about, and more of Elise and Ava Lynn's opinions about the whole world. <laughs> Um, so so stay tuned for the angel baby show i'm ava lynn and i'm elise and we'll see you next time bye i hopped up the plane at lax with a dream my cardigan welcome to the land of fame access am i gonna fit in Let me tell you.
Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at Jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound engineer producer Richard Dr. D. Dugan and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. As always, a big thanks to Dr. D for making our voices come alive on the airwaves and to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Be sure to check out our very own Richard Dugan, a.k.a. Dr. D, Peabody Award-nominated radio show. Tell me your story every Sunday at 7 a.m. and again Sunday at 7 p.m. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.